Classic Business with Michael Avery, sponsored by Alex Forbes, for insight, advice and impact. Welcome back, everybody. This is Dawn here again, standing in for Michael Avery. And tonight we're going to be chatting to Anthony Clark, who is company's analyst at Small Talk Daily. Now, for those of you that don't know, Anthony puts out um, a newsletter with a lot of research on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. And being at the beginning of the year, well, reasonably near the beginning of the year, Anthony, do you want to just give us a sort of little bit of a look back into last year and more importantly, what you see coming down the pipe this year? Yeah, hi, Dawn. It's very good to be back. And I know it's a bit late, uh, February the 7th, but a very happy new year to you and uh, to all your listeners. I hope the year started at least kindly, even if the economic situation is uh, is less than robust. Um, 2023 was an interesting year, uh, particularly in the stock market, which was basically um, the all share last year was only up uh, just over 5%. The small cap market was up about 5.5%. And the mid-cap market was up about 4.3%. So every year for a number of years, as an institutional small to mid-cap analyst, um, I test myself and I put out a selection of stocks, which I believe will outperform the market uh, over a 12-month period. So I have to select stocks which are cast in stone. I can't change my mind. I can't deviate. So the call I make uh, at the start of every year is a call I have to adhere to. Uh, for the whole 12 months. And last year's portfolio uh, of a top nine uh, did quite well. It was up in total uh, about 11.5%, which is significantly above the benchmarks that I track. So going off that um, performance of last year, I had to think very carefully um, how the economic and political landscape in 2024 would play out, not just domestically, given we are in an election period, with the uncertainty regarding who will be in charge um, after the election period, let alone the, um, let's just say, the less than desirable economic policies of the uh, incumbent government. We also have a world going into elections. Two billion people in the course of 2024 will be going into varying elections. Uh, And of course, the biggest one will be the US election uh, in November. And we all know the turmoil uh, that could possibly cause We also have a period uh, of extreme geopolitical uncertainty. I don't think uh, many political analysts and economists will have uh, remembered points of conflict in China, Taiwan, uh, a growing conflict in the Middle East, yet lonely rumbling war in Russia and Ukraine, which impact on global markets. And all of this uncertainty is bubbling away, despite the fact that the US stock market is attaining new record highs on a consistent basis, all driven by the Magnificent Seven. So going back to the South African markets, I had to think, what stocks would you want to invest in this year? Bearing in mind that we have an extreme uh, period of political uncertainty ahead, given the machinations that the uh, incumbent party may uh, inflict on the population to try and cling to power. So I chose nine stocks which were fairly robust, um, stocks that would seemingly be fairly resilient to any form of economic shock the government may inflict on uh, the economy and its citizens. Uh, A couple of small caps, which I think had great growth 
potential and then a wild card because every portfolio must have a little bit of Russian roulette to see um, what we can uh, attain. So a list of stocks, as you know, Dawn, you've got a list there, was Afrimat, Arjun Industrial, Astral Foods, Kuro Holdings, uh, KAL Group, which is the old carp agri, Libstar, Novus Holdings, Premier Foods and Roynert. And most of those are solid mid-cap blue chips, with the smallest company being Arjun Industrial, market value 800 million, uh, Novus being a 1.5 billion rand company, and uh, Libstar being a 2.2 billion rand company. The rest are fairly chunky blue chip mid-caps. So, Anthony, let's let's get dive down a little bit into some of those companies and get our listeners to get an understanding of, of why you've picked them for, for 2024. And I'm sure but by the end of the year or sometime myself or more likely Michael will be pulling them up again and we can see how you've done. I'm, I'm sure you look, relish that prospect, but never mind. Um, so let's let's look at the smallest first in terms of market cap. Why why did you you choose this as your wild card? I uh, know the wild card is Libstar. The smallest company, Arjun Industrial, um, is a is a metal beneficiation company with an ex, okay. with an, with a with a growing preponderance of its earnings being rand hedge, mainly in the UK. So okay. the stock is trading at roughly sixteen rand sixty as I speak. Uh, in my portfolio, it's up about seven and a half percent year to date, which again is significantly above. Uh, the underlying gains we've seen so far in the small cap index, which as of yesterday was only up about 2.6%, with the mid cap and the all share year to date being actually down. Arjun Industrial is one of the only small cap companies which has shown 12 consecutive periods of earnings growth. And it's still trading on a PE to my forecast of March 2024, which is 500 a share, so a PE of just over three times. It's buying back its own shares at a rapid pace of knots. It just announced another million share buyback today. It pays a nice dividend. It's a solid rand hedge. And its net asset value is 28 rand a share with a share price trading under 17. Why would you not want to own a small cap company, which is a growing rand hedge? It's buying back its own shares, paying your fat dividend and on a P of around three times. It seems extraordinarily cheap. And it's been a buy in my portfolio uh, since March 2019, when I found the stock hidden away in my treasure chest at three rand fifty two. On a three or four year perspective, it it is one of the best performing small caps in the JSC, which has mostly gone unnoticed by the large institutions, much to their chagrin. I'm sure. And let's hope that they're not listening. So I, I noticed that Cora Holdings is uh, was a great um, stock for you last year, and you've got it in your portfolio again this year. Now, those school holdings and educational holdings have been problematic from time to time. What makes Cora different? Dawn, that's a great question. Um, in 2023, for the first six months of the year, the Market did not believe that education counters were the place to be, and they were fairly benign in their share price performance. I had a completely different tack. I first chose Kuro in late November 2022 at 8 Rand. The target price is 16 Rand, and I was widely derided. I think people thought I'd drank too much vodka that day. And then in early 2023, 
I chose it again in my top nine stocks at nine rand, again with a 16 rand price target. I believe that the private education sector was far more resilient than the market was giving it credit for. One, because we all know that any state-owned institution is basically falling in a heap. Uh, you, name, you name any state-run body in this country, and I don't think there is one operating efficiently, and that includes uh, the tertiary and the secondary uh, education system in this country, where tens of billions is thrown at the sector with very undesirable results. So if I, I thought if I was a parent, would I really want my child, if I could afford it, to be in the state system? And that proved to be true. Uh, in the middle of 2023, during the annual general meeting season of all the listed education stocks, which is Coro, Advertech and Stardew, they came up with blisteringly good uh, trading updates and organic growth scenarios. At that point, the shares were off to the races and you would have made literally 30% return on your private education portfolio if you'd have bought after the AGMs. So I thought that Coro would be a beneficiary of the increased trend of parents wishing to uh, place their children into education facilities, which would give them a good start in life. And Coro, like Advertech and Stardew, um, were great stocks. And Coro last year was the best performing private education sector. And I thought that trend and uh, strategic uh, analysis would roll over into 2024. And again, year to date, Kuro Holdings is up around 5%, which again is significantly better than market performance. Now, another one of your, your holdovers from last year is Novus Holdings, where you made a, a, a decent 23.8% um, increase. But you obviously still see even more this year. Absolutely, Dawn. Um, what we've seen again year to date is that Novus in the portfolio is trading at around 4 Rand 80, 4 Rand 90 the last time I checked, up just over 13% year to date, which again is the second best performing stock in my portfolio after Premier Milling, the bread company. Novus Holdings is basically in a transition. It's moving away from printing and publishing, you know, magazines and press inserts from supermarkets and textbooks into becoming more of a digital company where it bought uh, a couple of years ago Pearson Education, which is the largest provider of educational textbooks uh, in this country. So basically, they have a, a fairly um, captive market for educational books. And these books have to be updated. But what they intend to do is to digitize the content and move it all online, which means they will not have to publish these books in hard copy, which costs money. There will be the option there for those that want, you know, the old-fashioned feel of paper between their fingers. But it'll all be online. That'll dramatically reduce costs and improve margin. And the company is cash flush. It sits on 621 million rand of cash, net asset value of 7 rand 20. And in the last couple of weeks announced a special dividend of 50 cents a share, which makes 1 rand 40 in dividends paid from this company literally in the last two and a half years, which is not bad for a company which was trading at one Rand 40 when I selected the counter two years ago uh, in April. So it's been a fantastic performer and it's still trading on my estimation on a PE of less than five. When it comes to your new stocks, which, which of those are your star? My star to date has been Premier Milling. Um, that stock year to date is up roughly 14%. I uh, was chosen at 62 Rand. It has been as high as 82 Rand uh, in the last uh, week or so, which was an enormous surge. Um, 
at the end of the day, um, Premier is a bread company. It's the most efficient bread company in the country. It makes about 85 to 88% of its entire profit from baking bread. And bread is a basic staple. And as we all know in this country, uh, the consumer is under the whip, uh, but they still have to eat. And one of the most affordable basics in life is bread. And Premier Milling is adept at taking wheat, beneficiating it into, into varying products like flour and bread and other products and making a very good profit on it. So last year, uh, the company listed in March 2023, the stock was fairly range bound between 52 and 62 rand. But I had a gut feeling that as uh, its main input cost wheat was coming down, which it has done in the last few months by about 8 to 10 percent, and the fuel price was off its worst because fuel is one of the largest costs in baking, you know, heating the ovens, the proving ovens, et cetera, et cetera. There would be some margin expansion possibilities in premier milling. I think the market is beginning to cotton on to that uh, rise, excuse the pun on bread, which is why the stock has uh, risen quite nicely in the last uh, five weeks in my portfolio. And as I said, so far is the best performing stock in the food producers index. And it has a market value of a fairly chunky seven and a half billion rand. So when it comes to looking forward to 2024, I mean, we've got your we, we know what stocks that you've picked for the for this basket. But what are the assumptions that you're making in terms of what markets are going to do and where they're going in the rest of 2024? Again, Dawn, a great question. My assumptions when I was putting this list together in December was because of the uh, political and economic landscape, which we are all very familiar with in this country, and I don't think anybody uh, who lives in this country is unaware of the challenges we face on a day-by-day -day basis. If it's no electricity or faltering water or potholes or political machinations, my job this year as an analyst was for capital preservation and trying to choose quality liquid stocks, which would enable my uh, clients to sleep at night and hopefully outperform the wider market. To date, the stock is substantially above benchmarks. And I think the resilience of the stocks that I have chosen uh, hopefully will mean that they are reasonably um, what I would call ANC and, econ and economy proof during the course of 2024. But again, we can never say that for sure, because we know as a country that political uncertainty of this country uh, can be quite adept at uh, derailing a market. But so far, touching some wood, the first uh, six weeks has been quite uh, quite positive, but one swallow does not make a summer. I still have to get this portfolio up until uh, the end of December to be in positive territory. And I think the resilience and quality of the basket hopefully will stand me in good stead, no matter what political machinations the current government throws at us. And of course, you know, another sort of 10 months is a, actually a long time when it comes to markets. Markets can can grow and fall and and back and forth in just 10, 10 months. So, you know, none of us has a crystal ball, but at least we understand that there, you know, there can be some thinking behind it. And it's not just, you know, sort of throwing darts at a dartboard. Thank you so much for your input, Anthony. There, it was it was really great for our listeners to get some insight into what a portfolio might look look like for the rest of the year. That was Anthony Clark, companies analyst at Small Talk Daily, talking to us at Fine Music Radio. Classic Business with Michael Avery, sponsored by Alex Forbes, for insight, advice, and impact. <laughs>